0: Good morning. It's a Wednesday morning here on Wax 104.5. This Joe Welke here with you to get those chores done and see what's happening out there. We've got, we had some needed rain overnight. I know there was some branches down on the roads when I came in, but it was real calm when I came in. So, I mean, for the people that came in earlier, I heard it was a little bit, exciting but you know we need the rain out there so we'll take it any way we can today we'll be ta- I'll be talking to uh, the uh, Wisconsin Honey Queen for our longer interview today and along with that for our farm news we'll talk about the honeybee colonies nationwide and in Wisconsin July cattle inventory the fed beef harvest numbers and the all-milk price for June. Yesterday, I adventured down to my old stomping grounds at the Osso Fairchild School District. And I had the opportunity to talk to the superintendent, Lori Whalen, about the partnership that they are creating with CVTC and moving uh, classrooms right out to the area. They built a new building, boy, is that really set up nice. They'll be having students from Asu Fairchild from Augusta from the surrounding areas coming in there and learning from CVTC intru- instructors. And I thought it was really interesting all the way the partnership worked together. And besides partnering with CVTC, they're partnering with companies, local companies. So they're really working to bring the education right out to the students. And it was just it was very enlightening and it was nice to see that coordination between the school and the college and companies. And it's just I'm I did grab an interview from her and I hopefully we'll be airing that a little later this week or maybe it'll come out on the weekend. We'll just see what what all things come together for me for this week. So that was a little bit of my adventures yesterday, even in the heat. You know, you got to get out and do some of those things, but sometimes you just go because you have air conditioning in the truck. So we're going to get through a lot of chores this morning and have some fun here on. It is five minutes before five o'clock, and let's take a quick look at our weather today. Our high is going to roll on up to 90 degrees and humid with the rain chances this morning. Tonight, we're supposed to get a little relief and get down to 56. Tomorrow, 84 and sunny. Tomorrow night is 60 degrees. Friday, we're going to jump right back up to 90 degrees. But sunny and breezy. Saturday, 90, sunny and humid with the humidity coming back into the air. Sunday is 81, sunny and humid. And Monday, 83 and partly cloudy. And our Weather today is brought to you by Markwart Motors. Markwart Motors would like to thank their valued and loyal customers, their hardworking employees, and the surrounding community for making Markwart Motors the largest general motors dealership in the state of Wisconsin. We're going to roll on over and get some chores done, hear a little music, and get things going this morning. we're a minute after 5 o'clock here at Wax 104.5. Time to hear from some national news.
3: NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is praising Taiwan as one of the freest societies in the world. She delivered remarks to the Taiwanese parliament Wednesday morning local time after being warned against the visit by China.
0: Today our delegation, which I'm very proud, came to Taiwan to make unequivocally clear we will not abandon our commitment to Taiwan and we are proud of our enduring friendship.
3: Beijing considers the independently governed Taiwan to be part of China. With her visit, Pelosi is now the highest-ranking U.S. official to visit the island in 25 years. The White House, which had expressed some concerns about the timing of the trip even before it was confirmed, on Tuesday said that President Biden respects the Speaker's decision. A Trump-backed candidate is declaring victory in Michigan's GOP race for Congress. The Detroit News says John Gibbs declared victory early Wednesday at his campaign headquarters near Grand Rapids. His opponent, U.S. Congressman Peter Meyer, reportedly called Gibbs and conceded the race. Meyer was one of the ten House Republicans who voted to impeach former President Trump after last year's Capitol riot. Three civil cases seeking to hold former President Trump liable for injuries suffered by U.S. Capitol police officers during last year's riot will proceed. Brian Shook reports. A federal judge rejected Trump's attempt to dismiss the cases by claiming his actions during the riot fell within his presidential responsibilities. Filed in January, four officers sued Trump for damages relating to their physical and emotional injuries during the riot. They argued his actions incited violence among his supporters. I'm Brian Shook. And legendary baseball announcer Vin Scully is dead at the age of 94. The Los Angeles Dodgers broke the news on Tuesday night. Scully's broadcasting career spanned nearly seventy years, and he was famous for his instantly recognizable voice. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio.
0: It's time for our Provision Partners minute. I have Brad Matson, lead agronomist at ProVision Partners. What are you seeing out there in the fields?
4: Well, there's a lot of a lot of different things going on, Joe. Here, uh this weather pattern that we're in with those uh, drier areas, and some we have some wetter areas. Um, just here around Hickston here this week, we had uh, went from one inch on one side of the interstate to a tenth on the other side of the interstate, so uh, quite a wide variety. So that's causing us a lot of issues um, in in drought stresses and what we're going to have to look at in managing this drought stress and, and what kind of uh, problems are also going to arise from that. So In corn, we've been seeing um, the models have been predicting high levels of tar spot through our whole trade territory. Um, I think these winds that we've been having this year that made it tough for spraying, that's making it tough for doing anything, has been a a blessing in disguise because I think that's keeping the uh, leaves a little drier, so tar spot probably is not going to be as big as what the models are predicting. We have been finding some tar spot. We are spraying fungicide on some corns especially vulnerable cornfields, looking for anything with anthracnose or northern corn leaf blight, tiger spot seems to cause a lot more damage with a a combination of diseases versus just a single disease. So those are issues. Then we have uh, uh, the drought stress in corn. What we're gonna have to look at is uh, if it's dry, it's gonna be cannibalizing nutrients and water out of that pith of the stalk. So, you're going to have to watch some of these fields as far as harvesting. Uh, they're going to have standability problems. Tar spots could also enhance those types of things. So, you know, hang out looking at the fields, evaluating should we spray or shouldn't we spray fungicides at this point in time on corn. We've been spraying a lot of fungicides on soybeans. I've been seeing a lot of brown spots, some frog eye, uh, a little bacteria blight coming out there. Um, you know, we're, we're losing some of the lower leaves and with soybeans it's a little different beast than corn because each leaves feeds that node of pods. So if you lose your, your leaves on that, you'll probably lose those pods also or they'll be very small beans or whatever the case. But as early as we're losing them, you'll probably end up aborting those pods <clears throat> and, uh, so it's going to be quite costly on yield. Um, been seeing, uh, increasing pressure on, uh, Japanese beetles out there, not that we've sprayed any yet, but with this weather, it's going to have to be more of a concern. have seen a few uh, spider mites out there, or soybean aphids, excuse me. Uh, again, with this weather pattern, you're going to want to be scouting those fields pretty regular, those soybean fields, to make sure those populations uh, don't explode. We have seen a couple fields that were right up to uh, threshold levels to spray for grasshoppers, so that's going to be the next thing with these drier weather patterns and these hotter temperatures so again keep an eye out on there for that defoliation again defoliation on beans is really critical because it's going to really have an impact on filling out those pods and and even if those pods stay on the plant or they are boarded. Uh, Pulfer insects we've been seeing very minor pressure at this point in time again with the weather patterns and stuff with the warmer temperatures I would expect to see them probably increasing but at this point in time we haven't seen any really really major problems in in the hay fields we've been uh getting third crop cut off around here and uh getting those fields fertilized and start getting them in shape for uh, winterizing that crop and getting in good shape for next year
0: and you mentioned just a variety of rain that's coming in. Are you seeing different things, whether the rain is adequate and or if the ground is really suffering?
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it's like two distinct different crops almost out there. So um, seeing a whole lot of different patterns and stuff. What diseases we'll see. So in the wetter areas and stuff, we're seeing a little bit more leaf diseases. The drier areas, we're seeing more insects. The stress is... Any type of stress will enhance a disease. So if you had some early, what I've seen a couple fields here just this week, was, uh, we had some early droughts, uh, early back to uh, brown spot and some soybeans. And with this dry weather, we're having a lot of leaves coming off, and that's going to be huge impact on the soybean yields at those points.
0: And that was our ProVision Partners update for this Wednesday morning. With Brad Matson, lead agronomist at ProVision Partners, I'm Joe Welke.
3: Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
0: our markets are brought to you by rural mutual insurance we're going to start out with our cash livestock choice fed beef steers are 137 to 149 with mixed a dollar to a dollar 36 choice fed beef heifers are a dollar 35 to 43 and a dollar with mixed at a dollar to a dollar thirty three choice fed Holstein steers are a dollar 23 to a dollar forty three cows are 65 to 97 with bulls at 58 to 107. Butcher hogs are 82 to 92 with sows at 65 to 68 and boars at 10 to 30. New crop market lambs are $1 to $1.25 with feeder lambs 75 to $1.90. Let's switch on over to our futures and the live cattle for futures. August is 136 dollars half down 20 cents. October is 142 dollars half down 50 cents. And December is at 148 27 and a half down 22 and a half cents. Our feeder cattle for August were at 178.12 and a half down a dollar 52. September 181.45 down a dollar 65. And October a dollar 84.20 down a dollar twenty-seven and a half. and a half. And our lean hog carcasses for August were at 119.85. Down sixty cents. October is ninety-six twenty-two and a half. Down sixty cents. And December is at eighty-seven seventy-five. Steady at two cents. Going up two cents, I guess. On that one. That one I didn't quite understand, but I do what I can. And our Chicago Board of Trade corn for December is at five dollars and ninety-seven cents, up three cents. Oats, December oats is at four twenty-five. Up nine and a half cents. November soybeans are 1392, up six cents. Soybean meal for October is sitting at $405 per ton, down a dollar. With December wheat at $8.59, up nine cents. And in the dairy markets, barrels are at 188 and a up 50 cents. 40 pound blocks are at 188 and three quarters, up four. Class AA butter is at three dollars. 303 and a quarter up four and a half. And class three milk for August is at 2043, down three cents. September's at 2040, down a dime. And October's down 14 cents to 2078. With November sitting at $21, down 11 cents. And December's down 17 cents to 2071. And that market is trending downward. And that's a look at our farm markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Up next, we'll be doing some farm news, and that's brought to us by Chili Implement.
2: Brought to you by Chili Implement in Chile. A lot of land comes with a lot of work. The Kubota MX Series has a lot to offer. Part of their under 100 horsepower tractor lineup is rated number one for reliability. They feature the versatility to mow, move hay bales, grade roads, and clear brush and snow. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for a full disclaimer. Visit Chili Implement in Chile today for all your equipment needs. They're west of Marshfield on H, then south on Y. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And our farm news is brought to us by Chili Implement. The July Cattle Inventory Report was released last week by the USDA. Beef cow numbers in the U.S. dropped by 2.4 percent to 39.8 million head. Milk cow numbers dropped 1 percent to 9.45 million head. With beef heifers kept for replacement dropping by 3 percent to the lowest number since 2014. Dry weather is one of the one cause of decreasing inventories. The number of cattle on feed on July 1st in the nation was 11.3 million head, with heifers making up. 39.2% of those numbers, an indication that farmers and ranchers are not growing their herds this year. Strong export sales are contributing to the growing beef demand and higher numbers of cattle on feed. Beef fa- fed beef harvest numbers was estimated to total 665,000 last week in the nation, according to USDA reports. Even though that number is 9,000 fewer than last week, it's 10,000 more than the same week last year. Total cattle harvested in June was 3.04 million, up 3% from last June. The average live weight of an animal that was harvested was 1,339 pounds, down 7 pounds from last year. And the all-milk price falls in June. According to the latest USDA egg Prices Report, the Wisconsin all-milk price fell to $26.20 per hundredweight in June, which is $1.20 lower than last month, but $7.80 more than last June. Florida's milk producers received the highest price in the nation at $31 per hundredweight, followed closely by Idaho's $29.90. Nationwide, the all-milk price was dollars per hundredweight, 40 cents higher than last month, with Wisconsin's price 70 cents higher than the national milk producer's price. We'll be sliding on over to hear from Shannon Lamb, the 2022 Honey Queen for Wisconsin. I had the opportunity to talk to her down at Farm Technology Days. So we'll do a few more chores, then we'll slide on over.
3: Well, the height of summer means there's lots of pretty flowers, and with that, lots of pollen. But besides making you sneeze, that pollen is put to work by our honeybees to make us some good honey. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And Jill, to be honest with you, I can't tell you yet how the bees actually make the honey, but maybe you can after visiting with our uh, state representative, the Wisconsin Honey Queen.
0: Well, I'll do my best. I did learn a lot from Shannon Lamb. She's from Dane County. I caught up with her at Farm Technology Days. She is a May 2021 graduate from UW-Platteville, and she had a lot to say about how those hives are made up. And I also learned about how she came into the position of the Honey Queen and what she hopes to get out of it and what she hopes to give back, along with learning more about the importance of those honeybees. And this is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. I just really learned a lot from this conversation.
1: So there was a Facebook page, so it's called the Wisconsin Honey Queen Program, that um, I got tagged in for the application back in january of 2022 and it showed me the application and how to apply so i applied so if you want to apply applications will become available october 2022 and you can check them out at our facebook page wisconsin honey queen program or by going to wihoney.org, and they'll also be on there so along
0: with the application did you have to do some interviewing and that kind of stuff too and a little bit of meet and greet or fill out a resume how did you get to this position?
1: So there's a formal application you have to submit as well as an essay, and then you have to give a classroom presentation and marketing presentation and do an interview. So this
0: isn't a, just a shoe in then. You must have been really talented at getting all this stuff done.
1: It took a lot of background information and a lot of research, but I'm very happy to have been elected, and I'm really enjoying my time as the Wisconsin Honey Queen. So as the Wisconsin Honey Queen... What
0: do you hope to help out with the public within this position?
1: So I represent the Wisconsin Honey Producers Association, the WHPA, and I have learned a lot. I've learned a tremendous amount from the beekeepers throughout the state of Wisconsin and to me being able to just take everything I've learned and being able to make people realize how important not only bees are but pollination is and one in every three bites of food that we as consumers need that we eat every day comes directly from pollination, which comes from your honeybees. So to get people to recognize and realize the importance of bees in, in, our, in our everyday lives to me is really what's important. Tell me about those hives. How many queens are in there and what do those bees do? So in each hive in the peak of summer, you're going to have just about 60,000 bees that make up a hive. And in one hive, you'll have one queen. So the queen's entire job is to help repopulate the hive by laying all the eggs. The next bee are the worker bees. They are the females of the hive, so they do all the work in the hive. They clean it. They feed the queen. They feed the drones. They go out, they collect the nectar and the pollen, they take care of the honey, they, they do everything in the hive. And then you have the drones as the third bee, and those are the male bees, and their job is to mate with the queen and help to reproduce it. So what happens to the drone after they mate with the queen? So they they pass away because they have fulfilled their, their job. And in the fall, when the weather starts to get cold out, The worker bees will actually toss all the drones outside, and the drones can't fly, so you'll have just a little pile outside of your hive of drones.
0: So do you do some outreach? Do you reach out to schools? Do you reach out and do some programs, fairs? Where do you share your information?
1: So on my Facebook page, Wisconsin Honey Queen Program, I update it quite regularly, and then I get requested to events all throughout the year. So if you want to request me, go to wihoney.org. Um, or you can contact my chair, chairperson. She'll also handle all my requests. But I pretty much go wherever I'm requested to go. So you're giving back to the community and getting that outreach. What do you hope to
0: take away from this position?
1: So I have definitely taken away the importance of bees and the wide variety ways you're able to incorporate honey into your everyday life those are the two most important things I've learned so far I've also learned that there are over 300 different varieties of honey just within the United States and that's that was mind-blowing to me I had no idea and I had no idea the importance of how beneficial honey could be the different ways you can utilize it every day in your life and to me just being able to incorporate all of that and being able to apply it directly and change my everyday habits has been really cool for me. How many varieties have you tasted? I don't know how many I've tasted, but there are a lot. And some of my favorites for Wisconsin are definitely our buckwheat honey. It's phenomenal in baking dishes. And then we are also really well known for our clover and our wildflower honey. I think those are very sweet, and they taste really well just as plain honey.
0: So we're going to reach out and do a little education. What can the general public do to help out that honeybee population?
1: So the most important way that you can help out the honeybee population is to recognize that bees don't want to sting you. They only can sting you one time, and then they die. So if you see a bee, just leave it. Just leave it alone. It's not going to try to sting you. It doesn't want to sting you. The second most important thing is to do pollinator gardens. And, of course, we hear a lot about no mo May, but we need that all the time. We need... They need to collect pollen and nectar all the time in order to continue to feed themselves and to make the delicious honey that we as humans also really enjoy. So that's another way. And then to also have a water garden for them. So to put a little basin, some rocks in there with some water so they're able to access water because they can fly anywhere from a mile to three miles from their hive. And that's a long way for a little bee to fly. And they get pretty thirsty, I bet. So they would really appreciate that too. I'm going
0: to reach into your knowledge. Do you have a handle on how many honeybee farmers there are in the state of Wisconsin?
1: There are a lot of honeybee farmers throughout the state of Wisconsin. And the biggest recommendation I can give is if you have a passion for honey or for beekeeping, you should register with the Wisconsin Honey Producers Association and become one of our members and get involved and engaged with other beekeepers in your local community.
0: There are some workshops out there available to learn more about the honeybee and the industry. When are those happening?
1: So those, you can find out more information because we have beginner beekeeping courses available through the Wisconsin Honey Producers Association. So if you go to our website, wihoney.org, you can find the dates, locations, and additional information about how to become become a beginner beekeeper, information and resources to utilize about different ways to maintain your hive and how to even begin. And I would check out all those workshops to start.
0: And that was Shannon Lamb, 2022 Wisconsin Honey Queen. I did a little research just to see how much honey is produced in Wisconsin. Wisconsin honey production in 2021 totaled almost 2 million pounds in 42,000 colonies. That had a value of $5.55 million. U.S. honey production in 2021 totaled 126 million pounds in 2.7 million colonies. And I'm Jill Welkie from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire.